Right Talkers, happy Monday, October 23rd already. And we are hanging out today with Lori and Julia. Big show ahead today for this Monday afternoon. What should we look forward to? What was your weekend like, you guys? Well, weekend claims to fame. You go first, Graham. Yes. What was yours? Oh, Did you have one? I would say just being lazy and I made it out for dinner twice. So I didn't even have to make a meal. I had leftovers go. and I made it out twice. So very, that's a good Very nice. Yes. Uh, Julia, you have one? Just what, got a lot of stuff done around the house. Yeah. You know, one of those weekends. That's that's more it, of a claim to well, sadness. It's just, but no, you got to do it. No, it's just the reality. Yeah, stuff has to get it. done. Winter's coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> stuff insane. had to get done. Winter I know. I think we had, of like the eight screens, four of them with holes. Yeah. So everything had to go to the hardware store and stuff. You know, just yeah, getting I know. stuff done. I know. Feels good to have it done. Uh, I guess my claim to fame would be, well, one sad, um, Casey's kids, they lost their grandfather, Mm -hmm. Billy Watkins, um, a couple weeks ago, and the funeral was Saturday, and it was just very lovely, very moving. He was just an amazing man. Great guy. Great guy. He reminds me of my dad in Mm -hmm. a different way. The zipper in a different way. They were the same age and uh, just did everything. So I cried just as much for Bill as I did for my dad, I think, Mm -hmm. because, you know, that is what people do at funerals. Everybody cries during Amazing Grace. I dare you not to. (laughs) How do you not? And and then they had um, the luncheon at the halftime wreck in St. Paul. I love that. Which was uh, one of Billy's place back in the day. And so it was, you know, a celebration and also just remembering the man. So that was the bittersweet side of the weekend. My weekend claim to fame is that I have a two-year-old who's in love with me. Bruce came to town with his mama. And before, it's always been about Casey, Casey, Casey. I think sometimes uh, Grandpa Trampoline plays too rough. (laughs) And Go-Go does things like, um, oh, sharing bagels, telling secrets in Bruce's ear, which you just go into the kid's ear. It kind of tickles their ear. Yeah. Draw a magic circle, color it with purple, put the two eyes, the nose, and guess what made the mouth? That was a big hit. <laughs> he just fought. He's just like, go, go. Come sit by me. And I'm just like, oh, Bruce. I said to Casey, I said, I'm being adored by a much younger man. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. I can't wait to be a grandma. I know. And oh. then and then met, you know, baby Duke, the new yes. the newest oh. uh, so baby who was one month old. Wow. I know. I was doing some laundry. His clothes, I forget, newborn's clothes look like doll clothes. They do. (laughs) They're so little. And I said, how, how is it possible that, you know, they, in like a month when we see baby Duke, he's going to look so different. Oh, totally. You know. They just changed so quick. So fast. Such a sweet time. And, and, And Nikki was so funny. She said, I'm so glad he's getting a little cuter. I was worried he wasn't baked all the way and he wasn't quite you know what i mean uh, he was like nine pounds I, eight yeah. pounds baked all the way oh, I, know that's hysterical. I know it i know it so anyway they left yesterday it was quite casey took two naps yesterday and i had to take one we mm-hmm. were exhausted i don't know how stay-at-home parents do it it is so much work and and nikki's husband even said to me he has two and a half weeks of parental he goes i have a whole new appreciation for for my wife, mm-hmm. I can't believe how tiring mm-hmm. that was to stay at home. 
He said, you don't ever get a minute to yourself. I just napped when the kids napped. I said, because yeah, he could. You said she was doing the laundry and doing all the other things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked well, about he, that. Yeah, so anyway, he was just that's like awesome. kind of, that's probably one of the good things, too, about the parental leave. Is I can't imagine. Someone, yeah, because that wasn't around. Nope. Back uh, when you had your boys, nope. the the other crazy claim to fame is that my my cousin, the one I just saw last week on Whidbey Island, mm-hmm. was on this Alaska airline flight that went from Everett, Washington, to San Francisco. And a, did you hear about this no, over the weekend? I have no idea what you're talking about. This off-duty pilot sat in the co-pilot seat and turned off all the engines. He was trying to crash the plane. Tell me you're and kidding you're, me. You, you, Tell me you're my, kidding me. Yeah, my cousin Nathan was on that flight. My what? mom told me that this morning. So someone who worked for Alaskan Airlines was on the air flight to sabotage it. Well, he was, you know, there was a, it's a, he was able to ride in the co-pilot sure. seat and yeah, he oh tried, he's charged gosh. with 83 accounts of attempted murder oh after gosh. trying to kill the jet's engines mid flight while going. Obviously something is very wrong with the guy. Obviously. Lucky the captain was able to stop it. But yeah, my, my, and, and I, I just saw my cousin last weekend. I said, you go to San Francisco so much. How do you? handle the drive to Seattle, you know, it's mm-hmm. 60 miles of ferry. He was, oh, there's Alaska flies out of Everett, which is just like oh. 20 minutes, one ferry ride in 20 minutes. And it's, you know, these little bit smaller planes and they go right to San Francisco. I'm going, I'm going next Sunday back to San Francisco. I've never heard. Lori, he's 80, on this flight. 83 counts of murder. Yeah. What was he? I didn't even hear about this. Oh, just Google it. it there's was on, everywhere. Oh my it was God. Sunday. Um, oh wow! That this happened, and yeah, the plane got diverted to Portland, and yeah. everybody got taken off. Mm-hmm. And it was a. The, did he? Did the? I mean, did you talk? Did it go up and down? I mean, was it that kind of stuff? Did he I even know th- what was going on? No, I don't think that they even really. Uh, yeah, realized no. The, the passenger, a, a passenger said that the pilot just announced that there was a disturbance in the cockpit, and that that they were going to everything was going to be fine. It's going to be okay, but we need to get you guys off this plane, so they're going to turn it around. So there was no like sudden drop or anything like that. Like it's they like it. you know the Horizon Air, so it's those smaller it's jets. Little, yep. But you know. still, there were eighty passengers and two oh, crew yeah. members. Full. Oh, the, pl- the plane. He said full. the plane is always full because oh. people who live in that oh. part would rather fly to Everett. Oh, and God. yeah, I know. So, geez, Louise, that's, that's... a lot of stuff going on. Oh. Anyway, all right. Listen, our story we can't get enough of. It was. It's been a surprise. Two weeks in a row, the show has been so good. And uh, anyone who had Bad Bunny and Mick Jagger and Pascal. Uh, what's his name? Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal and their bingo card. Oh, yeah. To be on SNL, you've just won the year. We'll be right back. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We have a question from one of our listeners. She was told she needs to split everything 50-50. Is this true? It's not that black and white. Our law says that there will be a fair and equitable distribution of the marital estate. Your marital estate talks about what you own and what you owe. Most cases, equitable usually means equal, but there can be facts in certain circumstances under which one party's awarded more assets or one party's awarded more debts. It's really a case-by-case basis, and that's why you 
you really need to come in and talk to an attorney about what your particular case entails. So what does that mean for her house and her 401k? Again, it's really a case-by-case basis. And remember, dividing things equally, even if you're doing that, doesn't mean you're necessarily splitting every single asset. So there's lots of different ways to do it, depending on what people want, what their goals are, and how you can reach resolution. That's really good information. I bet a lot of other listeners want to know this. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Rolling Stones for you. Hackney Diamonds is the number one album. Uh, Getting great reviews. And Mick Jagger, Lady Gaga, and uh, Pedro Pascal show up to give Bad Bunny an assist. But, man, he didn't need it. He was charming. He really was. I I saw part of it. I just saw the opening and a couple clips. But he... I never knew about him. You know, really, all I know is that he dates Kendall Jenner. Yeah, and he's like the number one number Spanish, one. Yes. Uh, you know, language artist. Uh, I think he has like three of the four top-selling Spanish language albums. And he was so charming. And <laughs> he was delighted because Lady Gaga introduced him in Spanish for his first song. He's been spotted off and on for years wearing... Little Monster Clothes, her Chromatica T-shirt. He's a huge Lady Gaga fan. Really? I didn't know that. And then Mick Jagger um, and Grant posted both of these (laughs) skits. So if you didn't get a chance to see it, there was a telenovela skit that was absolutely hysterical where Bad Bunny, Pedro Pascal, you know, were, you know... No, Dram- bad, 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 they, were, tell, they were fighting each dramatically other. Dramatically fighting, fighting each other. Fighting each other. Yes. And Mick Jagger comes in and he's got this clearly drawn on mustache. And then the convent one, which was like a parody of Sister Act <laughs> 3, was filthy, but using like words we use for sure. sex or okay. penises or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Mick Jagger was delivering these lines absolutely. Just draw and and I mean Bad Bunny and I also loved all the ways it was bilingual. Yes, very cool. Because music is universal, but so is comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the one where uh, the guy brings his girlfriend home to meet the aunties, the mom, yeah, the, the moms, the mom and the aunt come out, and, and it's oh, played by Pedro Pascal yeah, and Pe- Bad Bunny. Oh my hysterical. gosh. So and, two weeks in a row. And the whole skit they're going through and they're speaking in Spanish, but then they're also speaking partially in English, but they're dissing the girl, girl. the whole time. Yeah. And then at the end, she's like, don't worry, I cook for him all the time. Oh, oh we love you. Love we love always love want him to eat more. Oh, it was, my God. It's perfect. It was so funny. And I ha- I just thought, okay, in December, SNL, I hope that they have asked Cher to host oh. and be the musical guest. Yes. And she can bring on a couple of her musical guests from her album. Yes. And they really ought to have Mick Dolly Jagger. And Dolly. Dolly can do it too. Yeah. And she could host and be the performance and Mick Jagger should host and the Rolling Stones can be the musical guest. It's been a while because last year we had some good ones, but then we had some mixed ones. I mean, but... When two back-to-back weeks. Two back where every... Yeah, it's funny. I tape it. I just yeah. haven't. I got to the beginning of it, didn't get to the rest of it, but I saw the beginning. And that Bad Bunny, I've always, I've just been intrigued. You know, I want to know more. I want to know more. But I love it that it was funny. I mean, last week, the week before was so hysterical. Oh, with Pete Davidson. It was hysterical. It really was. I love it that they're on fire. Because when comedy is good, it's good. It's so good. And, and then, then what about Jada Pinkett Smith? Well, then that Smith. was weekend. 
update, but uh-huh. really watch Mick Jagger as a raunchy nun. Did it, we post these yeah, clips? Yeah, we posted okay. both yeah, we of them. Yeah, we posted the two okay. with Mick Jagger. Yes. I mean, they're so delightful. And um, so, yeah, one of the memorable moments was uh, Michael Che welcomed Jada, who... Um, you know, it was played by the gal Ego, who does the Dion Warwick yes, skits yes, and all yes. that. Uh, on a new, and he asked her about the confession, and she said, "As Jada, sorry if I seem a little tired. I've been on the Today Show fourteen times in the last three days, <laughs> <laughs> which is the truth." Yeah, and she said, "And I knew that that it was going to be trouble the day we got married. I knew it was going to be trouble at our wedding. Someone stood up and objected, and Michael Che, who was it?" And she was like, "It was me." And then it's okay. Twenty three year later, twenty we're still, you know, learning uh, what to do. And we, here's the key: we never go to bed happy. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Um, so it was just, it was a very funny, you know, riff back and forth mm-hmm. with uh, Michael Chase. So yeah, just delightful. And I just, I had to watch the Mick Jagger. You know, I was like, I could watch him be a scandalous nun all the time. He you could watch so him do anything, Larry, anything. all the time. That's but true. he, it was basically the the one that the head nun, whatever you call her, the ab, abbess. No, they're called. They're called something else. Why can't I think of it? She's like, there's. I heard there's a man hiding in our midst, and people are having <laughs> things happen abbess. to them at the table. You know, and anyway, everyone thinks it's. The nun who's bad bunny with the mustache and beard. But <laughs> Benito is just uh, another one of the sisters. And then we find out it's Mick, it's Mick Jagger. And just he's he's a, got good energy. Yeah. You know, like even if it's the acting is there and not his energy carried everything. It was it, perfect. And, you know, he's always wanted to be a serious actor. I remember. Just like Prince. Just I like remember Elvis. they all kind of have stepped into it every once in a while. And But yeah. this, the improv, the skit, you know, and I, I could see him reading the cue card and then he would turn away and <laughs> deliver it, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, you just- could see. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Did you just see him doing it right there? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. 
It's like sometimes I can mother tell. Mother Superior. Mother Superior. Thanks, Mary. Thank I can't you. believe it. I can't remember what the Mother Superior was. Also called a- Abbess. Abbess. A-B-B-E-S-S, also known as Mother Superior. Okay. It's the same, same inter- interchangeable. You know yeah. why I think I know that? I think she's called the Abbess in Sound of Music. No, I, I know. I was just thinking, how do you solve a problem like Maria? I was just going through the whole soundtrack <laughs> in my mind, searching for the damn name Mother Superior, Mother which Superior. I couldn't come up with. I couldn't either. Which seems so off. Reverend Mother. Yeah. Oh. Gosh. Well, that's fun. That's I, cool. It was fun. Okay, so um, and then and then Lady Gaga. She introduced Bad the first Bunny. song, and she was there for the whole show because she came out at the end when they were all hugging each other, and Mick Jagger was there, and she went to the after party, and Kendall Jenner was in the I audience. Love I love it. There was a nepo baby joke that was cracked. That was kind of funny, but uh, he, Michael Che and Colin Jost. Um, they are funny. The first week of it, the way they were getting each other with these headlines and just making each other more and more uncomfortable during Weekend Update, they're mm. clever. And yeah. they are so funny trying to get each other to burst into laughter. Right. I love that. I know. It, it just looks like fun. Oh, it was very good. I watched another new show. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Um, it's called Bodies. It's on Netflix. No. I've seen... Body. The things for it. Oh, is it good? Oh my word! It's it's like four different um, timelines, four different protagonists, and one murder. Mm-hmm. So it starts like in nineteen twenty uh, twenty twenty two, then it goes back to nineteen forty seven, then it goes to like nineteen oh one, and then eighteen fifty, and it's the same body. Oh, that is found oh. dead in all these different time frames. Oh, it's like very, very good. good. It's like April. That. It's very very good. I I I'm in the middle of um What do you watch? The Fall again? of the House of Usher. Oh yeah. So I hadn't watched any of it. I've watched the first four episodes and I probably screamed Oh, out it's loud so scary. 10 times. <laughs> I couldn't even make it through the first one. The first one was the mildest I episode. Know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, it's scary. Of course, it's never good when a body comes out of a grave and shatters the wooden casket that, that the Steigler. children have that's, <laughs> And that's the very beginning. Yes. I, I'm that's like, how it okay. starts, huh? Okay. So, yeah, okay. you haven't watched that, Grant? Not yet, oh. no. Yeah, I, we just kind of, there was it's, really no TV watching, you know, for us other than a show called Stinky and Dirty. Is that a little children's show? Yes, it's West? a show about two, like a garbage truck and a bulldozer. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. And um, so I was like, I want to watch something scary. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, we got the fall of the house usher. So mm-hmm. we gobbled up four episodes. That's Does cool. Casey ever fall asleep while you're watching these? Well, no. The minute he his eyes close, I'm, I'm like, we're done. because Doesn't it bug you? Well, I, I just say we're, yeah. you know, I just would be done. Jeff's um, like, I'm awake, and I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Once you have fallen asleep, that is it. Your eyes will keep is that, closing. Because then I'm like, okay, now we can't watch No, because that. then you have to sit and watch your person and say, wake up. And so <laughs> I just cut it off. <laughs> and I, I said, Casey, go to, go to bed. I'm going to watch the morning right. show. Right. Whoa. That's show. I'm behind on that. So be. Oh, my god! I mean, that show has just turned full-blown uh, soap. Good. And I like it. Oh, yeah. You know. Good. And John Hamm is such a good Elon Musk kind of character. Mm-hmm. And He's real, Hammy. real nice to look at. Yes. He real. Is. And he, I the camera know. likes him. Yeah, the camera likes him. And we get some fashion in this last episode. And I don't know. But anyway, I'll probably... <laughs> 
it would be everything I can do not to watch all four episodes, but that's a lot of TV. Of tonight. what? Uh, the Fall of the House of Usher, because the way the story is being told, you just want to keep watching and mm-hmm. watching and watching if you're into it. Probably like any good show that's really bingeable, that always ends right. on a cliffhanger. But this is a scary cliffhanger, and we are entering Halloween week. Mm. I know we are. And the cold weather is coming just in time for, uh, you know, like winter Halloween trick-or-treating might be on the docket. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. spooky weather. Yeah, all spooky right. weather. Um, well, one funny thing that all three of us shared with each other over the weekend, our nose for gossip, was that we were like, what? Meryl Streep and Don Gummer on Saturday, her people gave a I statement. Know. To page six, that she and her husband have been separated for the past six years. And I thought, well, damn it. All we need is one more couple, because Jade and Will have done it. Marilyn Dunn, it'll be a Hollywood trend. Oh, well, yeah, me. We've been separated over here for six years. I, yeah, I, I was kind of surprised, and then I was kind of not surprised. Because you never see them. I mean, it's not like they go to a ton of things. Well, the last time these two were on a red carpet was 2018 at the Oscars. And the only thing I ever, uh, like, she would talk about him in interviews that he would be at home. So it was easy for her to go and act and be gone because as a sculptor, he had the ability to be at home. And then I remembered that she married him six months after her first big love, who was John Cazale, and he died of can- lung cancer at like the age of 37 or Very 38. Yeah. He played Frito yeah. in Godfather 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. He was in The Conversation. He was in The Deer Hunter, which is how he and Meryl met each other. And they were living together when he was diagnosed. And then he passed away. Like very quickly in 1978, and that same year, at the end of the year, she married Don, whom she had met, um, because uh, her her um, she needed to move out of the apartment she shared with John Cazale and her brother and one of his friends, who happened to be Don Gummer, helped her move, and then uh, they became friends. And he let Meryl sublet his apartment in New York City when he was not in the Big Apple. They began to write letters and a friendship turned into something more. But it it was very much a rebound thing for her, uh, grief-wise. But they had four children. And like I said, they've been together 45 years. And the only reason they released a statement is because um, they had... A wedding anniversary that had just passed and Someone people asked. and page six and wanted to comment, on, you know, oh, you know, they wanted to have a story or do 45 years is, you know, pretty long time. That is. <laughs> and so they wanted to get out ahead of it. And in a statement, they've been separated for more than six years. And while they will always care for each other, they have chosen lives apart they have four children and five chosen lives yeah i was thinking because the daughter married the um mark ronson yeah that this past year and i was thinking we would see something there or anything but it was because they were on 
they had either just celebrated or they were about to, and they were getting calls from their publicists. I just thought it was funny because it was right after Will and Jada yeah. Smith. Oh, we need like, one more, and it's who Trent. else would it be? I don't, I don't even know. So, like, I'm not surprised, but I was kind of surprised. I was surprised. Yeah. I was surprised. But how do we know? Yeah. We haven't spent a lot of time with these two lately. I no. miss Meryl Streep. I know. Well, you could see her in Only Murders in the Building. Season if three. I could handle making it through the first season. I Just tried. go to season three. Maybe I will. Have you tried watching it? No. Nope. And we love both of those people. I know. I, it's so. the funniest show that I can't make myself get through. Yeah. It's wild that way anyway then the other person making the rounds today because his memoir has the unfortunate timing of coming out the same day as britney john stamos his book if you would have told me and he was beyond darling on gma and with kelly and mark and his book actually sounds really good i'm getting it you're reading britney tomorrow Mm -hmm. and i'm reading john stamos are you um, going to re- have him read to you? Because I would like John. I, I like his voice. I like his voice, He can too. read to me. I'm out of, I'm out of credits. Okay. Um, and so I guess the reason out. he called it, if you would have told me, much like um, Rob Lowe's memoir was Stories I Only Tell My Friends. Right. Because Rob Lowe would say, listen, I'm going to tell you because you're a friend. I'm going to tell you this story. Same, John Stamos, whenever he tells a story to a friend about something, he always says, if you would have told me. <laughs> and so that's where the title uh, came from. And the introduction, Jamie Lynn Curtis writes it. And the one. Jamie Lee Curtis. Or, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Sorry. And she writes the foreword. And um, <clears throat> I'd forgotten that he really had a rich love life with also other famous women. Oh, Demi Moore, Heather yeah. Locklear. Um Wow. He recalls he Dave Coulet calling him after Alanis Morissette saying uh, you ought to know for the first time. Yeah, but this about him. Yeah, th- yeah it, it's, I, it sounds well, really good. Well, in in you know, pepper through it the cute letters that it kind of started. His mom always would write him all these sweet notes and cards, and his sister had them all, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of a collection of a timeline. But he really. He started out doing something completely different than what it ended up being, and he had to find his own truth. And he said, boy, we all lie to ourselves so much about life. Mm-hmm. And um, he just said he... No, he fell apart when his mom died. Yes. Because he told... He's, he was like, my mom loved me so much, I never learned how to love myself. And so when she died, he like fell apart and he writes in his book, mm-hmm. he took uh, refuge in, you know, sex, drugs, alcohol. Got a DUI in 2015 mm-hmm. that he's just like, whatever. He's beautiful. He is. That We're talking John about John Stamos. Stamos. Oh my God. Shaletta just joined us. Shaletta. I love John Stamos. He's got a new book out. <laughs> he has always been tasty. He has always, always. Well, listen, I mean, he was Blackie on General Hospital. He was a star at 18. And I guess that's how he ended up, you know, um, having a thing with Demi Moore because she was on General Hospital, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would love to have a thing with him. Let's see what we can do. We've met him on the red carpet and his eyes are like navy. Really? He's beautiful. He's beautiful. Okay. What he smell like? Can y'all be close enough to smell him? No, isn't that the truth? The only smeller I can really, really remember is Jason Momoa. Oh, what does he smell like? Uh, Patchouli, patchouli, weed, and sweat. And sweat. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. baby, that's a combination. Yeah. Right and you know, his appearance in the Twin Cities on Friday yeah. made the news because he sold out all the vodka and there were such huge lines. Yeah, huge lines. Him. I know. I, I, I have to confess that I was going to go. But I couldn't stand in the line. I got kids to pick up. Right. From yeah. So I couldn't stand in the line, but it was on my list of things to do. Me, it's Jason me, Momoa. Yes, I wanted yeah. that photo, girl. Mm-hmm. When, will you, when are you going to get to do that again? Well, let me tell you. Yeah, we don't he, know. We don't know, but he he looked rough in the pictures I got. Well, thought. none of the actors are in, tra- none of them are acting, so no one's in training for yeah. any role. No one's got a chef, not nah, a that's trainer. that Lisa Bonet, girl. That's a witch doctor right there. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa Bonet was married to Jason Momoa. And Lenny Kravitz, Kravitz, what is she doing? I know. She needs to teach a class. I would take that. I would take that's a master class. All yeah. these other people can go somewhere. That's a master class I want to take. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, no, and you know, here's the John Stamos story that I'll be curious when you read the book, Julia. You know, he's alluded before about how he has this strange connection to the Night Stalker, the serial murder in in Los Angeles. And this, the I guess he goes into it. So y- y'all remember Tiger Beat? Yeah. Yes. So Tiger Beat editor Doreen Loy made John Samos a star. She started featuring him when he got on General mm. Hospital, featuring him with profiles. She just thought he was so good looking. And he said she became a very close friend to the family because they were like grateful. And one right. in 1985... He and the family and Doreen, this is how close she was to the Samos family, were watching like an ABC special report about the Night Stalker. And Doreen leans over to his mom and says, he has that little boy quality your son has. There's just something captivating about him. And his mom was not amused and told John, I want you to quit hanging out with this lady. Well, she like wooed him you know how there are women who want to marry a notorious yes she wooed and married him you're kidding me and kept trying to be in contact with john so i guess he writes about how his dad finally one time just called her and said you are not to contact my family again i Hope your husband rots in hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. You got to be careful who you let around your kids, though. True. I mean, really, honestly, this is that's But scary. she thought that, you know, they were like, oh, she's the editor of Tiger Beat. She's made Johnny a star. See, I'm so skeptical. I don't, I don't let anybody around my kids. People say, oh, I can babysit for you. No, you can't. No. No, thank you anyway. Yeah. And you know what he writes about, too? The babysitter who abused him. See, what I just say? Yeah. What I just say? He was 11, but and I automatically thought it was... A man who abused him, but so it was an 18-year-old girl. Oh, my God. See? Who did it? And That's why I don't go nowhere, girl. Yeah. I stay at home. Yeah. And he just he, said, I wanted to write about it because I think it's something that might happen to more boys than anyone knows. And I mm-hmm. just wanted to just share that part of the story. Yeah. And he said he was, because he's been a long-time advocate for children, sexual abuse of children mm-hmm. for over 40 years. And he was giving a speech like maybe five years ago, seven years ago. And it just came back. Back to him. The memory. Wow. The memory. The trauma came back to him. And he said, oh, I'm not going to do that right now because this is for a different purpose. But I'm going to deal with that. Yeah. And then when writing this book, it wasn't his plan, but it came up again. He said, I need to share that. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah, people suppress that kind of stuff. You for you don't remind me. Yeah, I think he writes, you know, it was like she made me touch her breasts and kiss him. And, you know, but he's 
10 or 11, and she's yeah. 18, 19. I mean, there's no yes. getting her own home. You know who else is. is writing about that and doing something about that right now? Tyler Perry. He's got a documentary coming out, and he talks about that a lot, how he was abused as a little boy. And, in fact, he talks about how he actually paid for the funeral of his abuser. Wow. Like his mother came to him and asked him to pay for this man's funeral. Oh, my gosh. And he paid for that. But he's got a new documentary out. I can't remember what platform it's on, but it's called uh, Something Something's Baby. It's, it's, it's he's an incredible. He's an incredible oh my God. man. Do you just love him? Yes. He's an incredible man. And I think uh, he got a, a huge deal with Netflix. They, oh, they, that's probably who it is. They, Netflix. Yeah. yeah, they are like uh, gave him a first look deal worth a lot of money and mm-hmm. i'm like they should well yeah <laughs> I, mean, I mean you know think of what he's done how hollywood kind of shunned him and he went and did his own, own thing, thing and, and built look. his own studio and lots that's a that's a that's a lot and there's a, a exit on the highway that says tyler perry's way or something like that that's incredible yeah. i just love his story here. all right well shaletta you were here and i'm we're glad you're here because Hi, you, ladies. you i love y'all i you, miss y'all i know it was nice to have you come in the studio a lot of times you're too busy and you just call in but you have a cool thing that you want to tell people about some a job fair for adults with autism coming up this thursday we want to get the word out so we'll get all that from you when we come back all right and before we go it's called maxine's baby the tyler perry story thank you and you can find it on amazon prime actually so i just want to make sure our listeners know where to find it thank you these two over here are laughing about when shaletta first had her first child baby andrew and he I remember. Babies. I remember, and you were walking around here telling us this. This is. I'm, I'm giving birth to the second reincarnation of Christ. This God, I've got. This is baby Jesus, and he's my child. I mean, we're extrapolating, obviously, but you yeah. were so. But I really felt like you that, were girl. so funny, but Shaletta, you'd go around. Andrew, this is. This have you met Andrew? Andrew? He is everything. He does everything time. better than everybody. He he's potty trained already. Andrew, Andrew, sing Teddy Pendergrass. Andrew, Andrew, sing with the Vandals. I had him sing it, and Andrew danced like Michael Jackson. Remember, he was. You'd walk around because Shaletta used to work here with yeah. us. Um, Grant, I think you know that, but you would walk yeah. around here and Andrew, no one ever had a baby before you. No, yeah. before Andrew. Yeah, and there right. were no babies after. Right. I was the first person in the whole building, all eight floors, yeah. to have a baby. See, and people wonder what it is with the oldest kids oh. that we have such a good sense of ourselves. It's because we're the first. The first. Oh, yeah. The so, first, girl. You're so oh my God, we were dressing him like a little deacon. He oh, he was baby so cute. Yeah. He would get tailored suits uh-huh. at you three did. years old. I did that. He Tailored seersucker suits at three years old. He <laughs> looked like a dapper little gentleman. So funny. Oh, oh, like, private this... school because the public school's not good enough. No, yeah. it's a private school. Yeah. I told him the other day I could have had a Lexus and I sent you to private school anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my oh, God. So oh, funny. Shaletta, Shaletta makes me laugh.com is her website. But you are doing something very cool. Very and cool. I want y'all to be proud of me. Yeah, yeah. we I want are y'all proud, to be proud of, you. of me. Tell us what you're doing. So, you know, the, 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 the other three kids, uh, you know, once you have the one, you get it out the way. So, the other, <laughs> <laughs> so I got four, three, the three youngest kids all have been diagnosed with autism. And so, you know, right now they're they're 10 and they're 11 and they're 8. But at some point, they're going to be 21, 20, and 18. Mm-hmm. Now, I can make a call anywhere and say, hey, I need you to give my kid a job. Mm-hmm. High V, Brummer Bank, Metro Transit, somebody is yeah. going to give my child a job. Comcast, whoever. You're going to give my child a job. Mm-hmm. But what about all these thousands of other autism moms and dads whose child is going to turn 18 mm-hmm. and is going to need a job and won't be able to find one? 
Um, and, and so I thought it's Disability Employment Awareness Month. I'm going to do a job fair for adults with autism. So it's this Thursday in St. Paul, 2200 University Avenue West, Suite 240. It's from 10 to noon. And I've got Brimma Bank. I've got uh, Metro Transit. I've got the Minneapolis Police Department. I've got M Health Fairview. They've got jobs. They're going to be hiring adults with autism on the spot. This is oh, this is amazing. Just amazing. Because, yeah, I know you don't think about that. Okay, no. what happens? What happens? Because I love that you make change. You just are so oh, good. Oh, I love you. I mean, Thank you. Come on. But this is the thing. They got all these services for kids, right? The the children. The They got the speech therapy, the OT, the PT. They've got uh, all this stuff in school. They get an IEP. They get a social worker, the counselor. And then once they turn 18... All that stuff falls off. Right. They got nothing. You're right. And so they're at the house looking at you, you looking at them, and, and, and there's nowhere to go. There's nothing available. And if these kids could just get jobs, if these employers would start thinking about hiring them, there would be no labor shortage. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't. And these kids have great attention to detail. They are so smart. They mind their own business, and they're mm-hmm. going to do that job and be so grateful to have employers. And honest. Praise. Girl, okay. Honest. My child is so, my autistic child, they is so honest, girl. It, sometimes I have to ask him to please stop talking because <laughs> I came home the other day and I, I canceled my afternoon means I said I'm gonna just go home and sit on the couch with my kids I thought they'd be happy to see me and he said mom what are you doing here you're not supposed to be home till four o'clock it's two o'clock and I said well I wanted to come spend some time with you he was like well I'm on the sofa watching my inappropriate videos <laughs> <laughs> so I need you to leave and come back at four o'clock so I can spend oh. two hours watching my inappropriate videos oh that's hysterical <laughs> so this is this I is at the State Services for the Blind yes, building. The and building. Grant has posted something on our website. It's right who, down the street. Yeah, who to call and what the times are so people can go to that if you can make it uh, I, this Thursday. I, I, has anything like this ever been done? I don't think she it has. A, and this is a the job thing. Care for adults, adults with, with autism. autism. I have never seen anything like it. And I'm so glad that God dropped this idea into my spirit because I was getting so angry because, you know, some, some of the people that I know and love, the governor and, and Ramsey County and so many others, they've got these proclamations. It's like, it's Disability Awareness Month and we have a proclamation. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but how is that going to help adults with autism find work? That proclamation is not going to help them. And so I started cussing and fussing. Y'all know how I do kicking mm-hmm. stuff over and peeing in the plant. And I'm like, <laughs> nobody's doing anything. Somebody needs to do something. And then I was like, you know, I'll, I'll just be somebody. Yeah. Like, Aaliyah, can I be that somebody? So I said, I'm just going to put on this job fair. I'm going to call some of the uh, companies that sponsor my podcast network. They all said yes, like they had a choice to say no. And so they're going to set up their tables. We're going to have some food. And we're going to invite them in. And, and for those people who are overwhelmed, right, because mm-hmm. people with autism is sometimes overwhelmed with large crowds. We have some breakout rooms. Okay. We have a quiet room with just a sofa with some fidgets, some weighted blankets uh, for people who come in and they just get overstimulated. And then we're also offering some Zoom opportunities. So if you come in and you are bringing your child, your adult child who has autism or your caretaker or teacher, then guess what? We can give you a card and you could do a Zoom opportunity later. Because just because you can't do a face-to-face interview don't mean you can't stack Dr. Pepper boxes at the Hy-Vee, girl. Yeah, right. right. You know? right. Yeah. And the other thing that I love that you're doing is is people can come. This is the job fair is from 10 to noon, but people can come from 9 to 10 to get ex, um, help with their resume. So if you just bring everything on a on a thumb drive, they can print it out for you. People can help you work through that and stuff. So you're this is amazing. Yes. What has been the feedback, though? Because people who have adult children, I have friends who have adult children 
and with autism with mm-hmm. yes with autism and they're you know they have said what you have said we had all these services and then there's nothing Ding and bong. so what has been the feedback from that community you know about what? you doing this these mamas are so grateful ladies mm-hmm. that somebody is thinking of them that somebody is thinking of their child and these kids are so look i say kids but they're, they're adults they're so looking forward to having something just for them right you know because the thing about kids with special needs is they are always last last to the lunchroom last to the playground they let all the other kids leave on the bus and then they come out all the other kids go to school and then you bring your special needs child to school 10 minutes later when everybody is in school this is something that's just for them they don't have to wait until everybody else go on the playground to play mm-hmm. they don't have to wait till everybody else gets out the lunchroom to go eat this is all for them and they feel so grateful and they are so looking forward to it girl people sending me pictures with their kids what they gonna wear already oh, wow. <laughs> oh i love that it oh. is it is it's going to be so awesome. And I've got, you know, my whole team is going to be there. We're going to greet them. We're going to open the doors and love on them. I'm trying to get the Vikings to send the cheerleaders and the twins to send the little bear dude and see if they can't, you know, we can have just like a little whole little line and they had a little shake, shake a pom-pom people. Yeah. But, you know, just something to let them know this is just for you. You are special. You are welcome. You are loved. Somebody is thinking about you. Mm-hmm. This and is they, they want to work to, and they, they have some money, work. have they some money, make work. some. Yeah. I was talking to Comcast. Uh, I was talking to their entire HR team, like 260 people from around the country. And I said, you know, I need y'all to think about something. Um, because they brought me in for like a lunch and learn. And I said, you know, just because somebody doesn't give you eye contact in an interview or can't give you that like firm handshake, mm-hmm. because they're not going to go in and say, I have autism or have a shirt on that says I have autism. Yeah. They may just be a little quirky. Don't count them out. Yeah, they can they they can still do the remote. They can still build the remote for you. They can still you know go out and and put the stuff on the lines for you and hook up the cable. But they can still do that. Give them a chance. Just give them a chance because a lot of times our kids who have special needs they get counted out in their first interview. Right. Mm-hmm. You know because they seem a little all seem a little different. Maybe they don't mm-hmm. fit the mold. So hopefully, ladies, what I'm hoping is that this is. One thing that will give the entire country an opportunity to see what we're doing here in the Twin Cities, and maybe they could replicate that in other cities. It's amazing. We need to just, like clone you, Shaletta. Unbelievable, <laughs> your energy. I love y'all, and I just I tell you, I, I say this all the time when I'm here. Y'all give me wings. You give me a light. How are people gonna know about it? How mothers gonna know about it? How dads gonna know about it? How counselors and teachers gonna know about it? If y'all don't let me come in here and talk about it. You know, this is giving me an opportunity to tell people, bring your child. It means nothing if nobody shows up. That's right. That's right. Again, you guys, the event is this Thursday. It's uh, um, a job fair for adults with autism. This Thursday, we put up a link. You can also go to Shaletta Makes me laugh um and it's at the state services for the blind just down the street 2200 university avenue on this thursday morning this thursday morning and we got food and we got companies we got jobs we got opportunities but most importantly we got love yeah we're gonna love you from the time you get in there to the time you leave that's so cool I love that you did this. I and I'm so glad that you, you always know that you can reach out to us and we're and here for you. And y'all give me a light. I'm telling you, it's yeah. a blessing to be able to have a platform. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's a lot of mamas out there who are listening, who are looking at their 18, 17, 16, mm-hmm. 22, 33-year-old autistic child thinking, this is what I want for you. I want you to have a job. job. Did y'all oh, see Holly so Robinson many- on Brian Gumble Real Sports? Her son, RJ, got a job with the Dodgers. And now he's like driving. Oh, and my he's God. doing That's his amazing. thing. And, you know, all of that. That's what I want for these kids. We want people to show up. Yes, we, we want is- families to show up. Bring your, bring your autistic adult child. Shaletta, everybody, go to ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. We love you back. We'll be right back.